0: Welcome to the Winning Edge Investments podcast. Winning Edge Investments provides industry-leading horse racing and sports betting tips, ratings and education, enabling you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com to learn more about how you can start to supercharge your betting bank immediately. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments.
1: Today on the Winning Edge podcast, we're joined by trainer Brian Guy. G'day, Brian. How are you?
2: Very good. Thanks, Brad.
1: Pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Somewhat of a surprise that you've called time on your racing career after 40 years as a trainer. Um, what's the reason, mate?
2: I uh, Just come to the time when um, the property that I'm on um, we've got a good offer for it, and um, I've been doing it since I was about 13, so really it was, you know, I'm turning 67 this year, and I just thought to myself, um, instead of getting up and up, i three in the morning, I can have a sleep in and enjoy life a
1: bit. Yep. Um, were you still enjoying the game, or is that part of yeah. the reason?
2: Yep. I, you know, my numbers went down a bit in, in, in horses, and, um, and really – you Know you'd, you'd like to be going every Saturday to town, you know, an Eagle Farm every Saturday. Um, and we just didn't have the numbers or the horses for that. Um, so I decided to, um, you know, just go to the Ipswich thing. And if we had one to go to town, we'd take it, of course. But I still enjoy, enjoy winning, but um. You know, I'd rather be winning Saturday class races, you know.
1: Yep, yep. You've won four Group 1s, so it must be hard to take horses out to Ipswich and those kind of places.
2: Ah, uh, Yeah, but, um, you know, if we, Ipswich make you welcome out there. You know, the committee out there is quite good and same as the Gold Coast. So, you know, it's not too bad, but, um, yeah, it's pretty good. You keep winning a the race there, uh, money's all the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. So tell us where it all began for you. Um, you started in Sydney? Yeah, started in Sydney.
2: Um grew up at Parramatta, like Rose Hill area. And um started riding track work for my father. He got permission for me to ride work at thirteen. And I started riding work then and then going to school and and uh, you know and, and doing all that. I wasn't real good at school, but I loved sports days. That was good.
1: <laughs> when did you stop riding track work?
2: Oh, I used to ride the pony. If we had um, a horse playing up or something like that, I used to ride the pony yep. and lead it out onto the track, oh, I suppose, right up in, in around
1: 30, I suppose. Yep, yep. Do you miss that part of the of, um, yeah. industry? Or?
2: Yeah, I miss the riding part. You know, yep. I just love riding and, and uh, you know, you get older, you get bigger <laughs> and heavier.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> how you fall. And it's, and it's hard <laughs> <to> get on. <laughs> So um, so you started track work riding, you started uh, training, you ended up um, winning Group Ones in the 90s. Um, yep, yep. Then you came to the Gold Coast in the early 2000s?
2: I, come, uh, I moved here permanently in 2000. Uh, but Daniel and, and um, a foreman and friend of mine, Russell Booth, he passed away a couple of months ago, he come up with Daniel and they set the, the whole scene up up here. We send up all about half a thousand horses to and um, we had a bit of luck, and then I was sending horses up and we were winning races, and then we got to no owners up here, and we ended up with more horses and more horses. But it was Daniel and Russell that started it off, and they were here for about, oh, probably about three years before I decided to come up.
1: So back to life at Rose Hill, who were the um, other big-name trainers you were you're up against there?
2: Uh right believe it or not, I've, um, when Dad was alive, I rode work for, um, Jack Denham um, when we'd finish our horses we'd go across and help Jack finish off his horses yep. um, in the period of time when I started training, Jack Denham was probably the, the biggest trainer there uh, at the time and then myself and then there was um, Kerry Jordan and Chris Jordan they were there and um, Kim Kim Moore now uh, Kim Moore, she was there you know, it was a good 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 bunch of people there you know we're all pretty good mates barry lockwood brucey johnson we're all pretty good mates
1: so what made you come up to the gold coast
2: um well as i said i had the satellite stable here and uh, we just thought it was time to move um, our property down there was the same we had um, across the road from us was an ebay lodge and they knocked it down and built a Woolworths, a bottle shop a pizza a restaurants and everything like that and that was across the road and the traffic got heavier heavy around the area and um, then they started building um, stables on track and I really, you know, I thought to myself, why well, own them and pay rent, you know, I own the places and then I was going to, to go and pay rent and live on on the course and still live off where I was. But um, I, uh, I just said, no, that's enough. We've got the stable going. The boys have got the stable going good enough up here. Let's move, and we decided that was it.
1: And um, you've been in a training partnership with your son Daniel for a while. So, what's what's he going to do now that you're retiring?
2: Um, he's well. we has got a lot of we got a lot of finishing up to do, which he'll handle on the office part of it, which that's what he does, and and uh, he'll get all that finished off. And then um, he'll probably have a month off or something, and uh, he'll work out what he wants to do then. But uh, it doesn't matter if anybody wanted somebody like. Uh, a good uh, racing manager, or something like that, he, he'd be ideal for it. Even, even working as a, you know, working for Queensland racing or racing Queensland, whatever, whatever, you know, he'd be brilliant. That sort of job.
1: Yep, sounds like he'll be right.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's only a young bloke. He's forty, so forty-two. What
1: about Three, yourself? think. <laughs> <laughs> Had a few on. <laughs> um, what about yourself? Are you staying racing or? Uh,
2: no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll get out of it uh, for a while. I hope um, a little bit long down in the park. Um, I might own a horse here, or buy a share of the horse here, and so I can so I can annoy the trainer like I've had that <laughs> over the years. <laughs> no, but um, Daniel, we've still got a Daniel's got some clients from Hong Kong, and um, they're very good. And, and uh, matter of fact, they own Golden Arty and they're racing the Magic leads this year, and they've got three or four horses and. And they've told Daniel they want them to manage them horses. And they also said, we want your father, if we're going to buy any more, we want your father to buy them for us at the sales. So, oh, okay, you know, we'll do, do something like that when the sales come around.
1: Have you had much involvement in buying horses from the sales, like, you know, by yourself previously or?
2: Oh, I've done it all my life. You know, yep. you, you buy horses all the time, you know. Yep. I've had a bit of luck in uh, buying horses. You know, I bought... Uh, good horse of mine Ravada. i only paid found him at a sale in um, brisbane i bought him for 10 grand he ended up finishing his career winning 1.2 million back in the 90s sort of yeah, thing yeah was big money back then yeah yeah, yeah. and um, and even golden arty i only paid thirty thousand for him
1: so he's one of the best horses you've got in the stable at the moment um where are the other horses going to go
2: um, some have gone to um, Ben Hull. Um, I had three horses here for John and George Moore when they, uh, John, gave it away. And of course, my relationship with John goes back a long, long time. And uh, we uh, had a bit of luck. We won a group one with Eagle Way uh, when he was still training in Hong Kong. So, you know, and, and he had three horses here. And I just and uh, when I told him what was happening, he turned around and I. Uh, where would you send them and we sent them around to a mate, actually, he's a friend of George's, and uh, so Benny Hull will get three. Glenn Thornton, which moved from Melbourne, the father of um, Stephanie, Boris and Damien, yep. he's come up here with three or four horses and I um, introduced him to a couple of the owners here and, and they're gonna give him his horses, so he's gonna build his string up a little bit more. That's good. Go. Yeah, yep. now we can spread them around and if few are going through, the gonna go through the stars.
1: Perfect. Um, you spoke about Rivada before. Um, was he the best horse you had?
2: Um, the best money horse I think I had because I owned five six of him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <You> <laughs> can I say I he's the best, best then. <laughs> yeah. I think the best probably horse was all our mob. Uh, he won a scratch race for me, and we actually we lost him. And but that whole family, dad had trained that whole family, and that family as they got older, they got better. And. He ran in a fox plate. and He won a new market. He was he was a he was a very good horse, you know.
1: Yep. yep. Um. You spoke about Rivada earlier. Uh, won the ninety six George Ryder and um, forty one bucks. Did, did you like him in the race?
2: Well, uh, the race before uh, he raced in the uh, new market at Newcastle, and and um, Wayne Harris rode him, and he got a knock pillar the post, and Wayne come back in and turned around and said, um, Brian. Um, Don't worry about the run. The run was very, very good. He just got flattened everywhere. And from that day to George Ryder day, he'd worked well. He did very well in himself. And matter of fact, we did give him a bit of a chance. We knew he'd put himself out of trouble outside the leader. And uh, and he he just, you know, excelled that day. Like in that race that day, there was 16 runners, 15 were Group 1 winners, and he beat horses like Oncourse, Flying Spur, um, Mahogany, Juggler, March Hare, you know, they were they were just brilliant horses.
1: And he did it. Um he weighed or the, the jockey weighed in overweight, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he came in a kilo and a half
1: over. So <laughs> How did uh, that happen?
2: Oh, I don't know. You don't know what <laughs> wouldn't set. happen
1: these days, would it? No, no. Pretty,
2: <laughs> I think back then he got a pretty hefty fine. I think he got about a three thousand fine for it.
1: Yep, yep. Mm. It would have been a fair spray if you got done by uh, by a neck. Yeah, well, I uh, you know
2: I didn't know until after he went back in that he was heavier. So if he had a drop beat in the neck. <laughs> was given? I think they might have hit it from me because I would have went crook. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I
1: reckon. I reckon. I'd, I wouldn't want to know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had an, an amazing career. He's up against the likes of Octagonal, Flying Spur, our Mace um, So, yeah, must have been a really talented horse.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, he runs second to our Mace in the uh, Caulfield Guineas. Octagonal run third. You know, you, you talk about Octagonal and, and Octagonal as a champion. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, in that era, he was probably in the top four or five or three-year-olds that era and that was saintly you know all those sort of horses were in that era
1: yep and um Eagle way won the derby up here in Queensland in 2016 they went on to Hong Kong um I seem pretty thrilled to see him thrive over there as well
2: yeah it was um, after he won the derby we knew he was going to Hong Kong because John owned him and he was going over there and then they had the internationals in December and he won um he won he won straight away he won a mile race over there straight away and it was a great thrill to see him go over there. And, and I can tell you, I don't think I missed any of his runs. We watched them all when he was in Hong Kong, and, and the horse raced very well over there. And he did a good job. Somebody told me the other day the amount of money he earned in in prize money it was
1: astronomical. Yeah, really. 20 million, I think, isn't it? Yeah,
2: 20 million, believe it or not. That's yeah. that just
1: unbelievable. I'm not sure how that translates to our money, but I'm sure it's a yeah. lot. Normally <laughs> only about
2: five to one. So, yeah, you know. that's not bad. No, yeah, great good. horse, great horse. Good.
1: Good. Um, training in general, what's the hardest part of training and how has it kind of evolved over the years, um, over the 40 years for you?
2: Um, the hardest part for me was probably trying to train the owners. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, no? it, what,
1: what's the what's the worst experience you've had with, with an owner?
2: Oh, jeez, mate, you know. No names? You just have people that, that um, they think they know, but they didn't know. Yep. If I could put it that way, yep. and, and you know, and you just put up with it, and yep. you, you roll along with the punches, and you keep getting up and, and going again, you know. But, um, you know, probably the I wouldn't like to say any of the worst experiences, but I tell you what, I've had a lot of good experiences,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot, um,
2: of, good experience, a lot of good people
1: must have a lot of uh loyal owners,
2: uh, you know, I still had home owners when I took over in 2000. Um, uh, oh, 92 when dad died and them owners were still with me up until well, one owner is still with me I've still got a horse in for him tomorrow and he would come to dad in, in the early 70s I think and and he's still got a horse here with me and um, we've got another uh, couple up here that live up here amalgamated milk, milk he raced under and it was Jimmy and Betty Forsyth. And up until about three or four years ago, they raced horses with me. He's 88 this year, you know. So, really, it's um, I had them all the clients around, and it, 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 you know, it, it's been terrific. They'd obviously got,
1: be, dis- be disappointed that you're giving it away, though.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Jimmy stopped training horse, uh, stopped owning horses, as I said, three or four years ago. Uh, Tony, from, Tony that lives in Sydney, he. Um, He's probably got, I reckon he's got to be around in his 90s now. And he, when I told him, he said, oh, well, he said, "Put the give a mare a run, put her in the sale." And he said, put the young one in the sale. You're giving it away, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in his 90s. Yeah. I reckon he'd be around about that, you know. Yeah. But I've got another terrific bloke up here that uh, raced with me when I, I turned up up here, a bloke called Rick Hill. He come to me with, uh, met me at the Magic Me and Sales one day and said, I want to buy a horse. We bought a horse. And twenty odd years later, he's still here, yep. nowhere else. So, and uh, he's probably he was probably a little bit disappointed that I was giving it away because we end up pretty good mates. But um, you know, he's uh, he's going to race Glenn Thornton's going to get those horses, so it's
1: good. There's a good future for the Gold Coast Turf Club up here, isn't it? Isn't there lo- lo- lights going in pretty soon? Um, it's a good place to be an owner and a trainer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be. To be good if, if the lights do get in, it's yeah, that's uh, like it, right? I've been talking about it for years, so they've been talking about it for a long time, but yeah. uh, you know, it's still in the back burner, I suppose. But you know, yeah. in a space we're going to do all the track and everything up up here, which will which will make it better again. And you know, but this little track, well, I shouldn't say little track, this track up here is unbelievable to do what it does, you know, like it races, I reckon yeah. around so 60 nice. meters yeah. a year, yeah, yeah. and um maybe a little bit more. And it just keeps backing up every Saturday. And the bloke that runs it here, that Steve Andrews, he, he does a sensational job. Yep, yep.
1: All right, mate. Um, what about racing in general? How do you see racing can improve uh, going forward? What's the challenges and opportunities it's got?
2: Uh, well, racing racing now has changed a lot from, you know, when I started and everything. Um, it's a lot. It's It used to be fun. It used to be, you know, you'd have the thing but now it's a business and uh, and it's a business that um, you know, like syndicators have have come in and it's the only way you can get um, people into horses to syndicate horses where they can take small shares. If you have a look through, you don't see a horse very rarely, you see a horse uh, owned by one owner anymore because uh, it's got very dear to to race horses and and, uh, Sydney's up in their prize money all the time. Valandy's doing a, a, a job down there for them and up here we've got to keep putting it up. We're going up but Racing Queensland has got to keep putting it up. They've got to get their you know their um, heads out of their behinds and see where we are and, and, and get this going and the government up here needs to get a, do the same thing.
1: Is that the main challenge for Queensland, is prize money? Keeping up with Sydney? I, I think so. A lot of people, but when
2: you say that, we do get pretty full feels up here of a Saturday. Yeah. You know, you look at the Saturday races and we're getting um, pretty full feels and, and um, I think the turnover is pretty good now. It went off for a while. Um, Eagle Farm's been the main problem for them
1: up here. If
2: they can get that back going right again, I think it'll go better again.
1: What's your thoughts on the track there? How do they need to fix it?
2: Oh, uh, Eagle Farm, it was great back in 2016, the first meet, and I thought it was terrific. <laughs> I won the derby. So. <laughs> and everybody's... Best said, track in Australia. Everybody said the track's no good. I said no. <laughs> so. It's perfect.
1: If you but, got the right horse, it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but they've had a lot of trouble. And, and you know, they've, they've got to come back to the basics with it, I think. You know, they're trying all these new stuff and, and this and that. And, and you've only got to look across the way to do it, you know. Dubin's took all the pressure off Eagle farm and they and it just kept going, you know, and they 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 turned around and so I couldn't understand why they didn't do the same profile but You know times have changed people says this is better. That's better And they've gone with the the modern times and it just hasn't worked on these
1: tracks. Yeah, have to find a different approach. Yeah I'll put you on the spot a bit here. Um Best horse and trainer and jockey worldwide, Australia and Queensland. Um, what about best horse you've seen around the world?
2: Oh, best horses I've ever, like in a, around the world or in Australia?
1: Uh, let's do both.
2: Uh, around the world, well, you know, I, I, I watch watch Hong Kong a lot. And, you know, he's an able friend and all them sort of horses. They did sensational things, Silent Witness. Uh, the horse over there now, Golden golden 60, is it? Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, He's done a great job for Francis, you know. So there's um, Australia. I go back to a, 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 my kids' days, and I reckon the best horse I saw race was Vane. I love Vane. Yeah. I, I don't know why he was just a, a horse that really, you know, he, he won a golden slipper uh, by half a furlong, and, and he was a lovely horse, you know. And, and um, when I was only a kid then. More modern times, you've got to say Octagonal was great. He, he he did long road, did a lot of good things, you know. You beat
1: yeah. him a few times, Oct- Oct- Octagonal?
2: Yeah, 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 so, well, uh, but, you know, yeah. and then your trainers come in, well, you know, back in the day, well, old Tommy Smith did everything, and, you know, and that was Dad's era, and that found it tough, because you had Tommy Smith, you had Mark Cummings, you had Jack Denham, and, and then virtually Dad. Dad was always in the top four, top half a dozen, you know. Yeah, Neville fair. Begg was there, and, they were all great trainers. Now, um, you probably look at. I I, I still believe that John Hawkes was probably the better trainer that I've seen here because he run four states.
1: Yep.
2: Um, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, and he was the top in each state. You know, and that's not not easy. You know, you that's looking after a lot of horses and. Yep. And, and he done a great job, and, and I still believe that in my sort of time, I thought John was probably one of the better trainers.
1: What about in Queensland? The best horse you've seen up here? Best horse I've seen up here.
2: Well, I can give you three what I thought, but uh, your way, <laughs> your way, Well, my, that mob. <laughs> they're close to the heart. Um, I don't know, they're probably Buffering. Yep, Buffering yep. Like, he couldn't do any more than what he did. No, exactly. He he kept coming back and he went overseas. (laughs) He he did everything, you know. So you've got to say buffering.
1: Yep. Um, Looking to the future in Queensland, what about the best, or the the jockeys and trainers you think will dominate for the next couple of years?
2: Up here? Um, Well, at the moment, you've got um, a lot of them coming up from, you know, getting to their twilight sort of years and coming here. And riding and, and they seem to be riding quite well you know you've still got larry cassie who's riding well robbie france another yep. one uh um, jimmy bird still riding well the kids coming through you've got uh kyle wilson taylor you've got uh Jayden lloyd and, yep. and young zach lloyd
1: who's he, the best out of that bunch the, the young ones coming through do you think yeah uh, i've
2: got a soft spot for zach lloyd yep. <laughs> yeah yeah. he's
1: got a good pedig- pedigree <laughs> oh yeah
2: it's very good i don't think he's a bad kid you know yep. We uh, we have a bit of banter of a morning at the track there. And we tell him how the girls are riding better than him. the <laughs> age uh, crook, but um, there is some nice. Uh, there's a young girl up here that's riding winner after winner at the moment, Jasmine Cornish.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I fall the other day. She's going very but, Yeah, yeah, she's very underrated. Yeah, probably the
2: you know the, probably the best. There's two two apprentices to me in my area stand out up here in the past. It's been uh, Michael Rod and Zach Perton. You only yep. got to look what Zach's doing, you, and you only have to have a look to see what Michael did, you know. So they're, uh, they're probably two of the better riders that, you know, I've seen through my area up here as as a trainer, you know.
1: And your very first runner as a trainer was a winner, all that mob at Rose Hill. Did you think that he'd be as good as he was back in the day in that first run?
2: Well, Dad had him, and he always showed us something, always. And, um, and that family... Uh, you go back to his mother or soul or dad trained her and they always got better as they got older like it was all soul it was all Archie, that was all stormy and they got better and better and better and uh he was just it's exactly what he did as he got older he got better
1: yep so you had your first runner or winner can you uh go out with your last runner or winner tomorrow at the gold coast you've got a good team in
2: i'd like to hope so um the one I thought that probably could nearly win drew barrier 18, so he's not running. Uh, we've decided not to run him, and he was owned by John and George Moore. And, and I said to them, I said, Well, you know, you don't want to see him sitting out the live and run last. So yep. uh, just because i have got going to finish up tomorrow. So we decided to scratch him from the barrier. Uh, a horse called Applications, he ran third the other day at the Sunshine Coast. He got left in front. Oh, 600 metres from home and his run was very good, his run was very good and i got a smoky down here I think can run a good race in the 1800 metre race uh, it's called Quiver but it's spelt um, a Gaelic way, it's very unusual it's C-A? Is that yeah,
1: it's CA? Yeah, CA, yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. yeah I thought she gave go quite good and and in the same race there's a filly called Over Perkler which didn't run a bad race the other day at the Sunshine Coast so there's a couple there
1: Perfect. All right, mate. Well, thanks for the chat and um, hopefully you can go out a winner tomorrow and congratulations on a fantastic career over 40 years. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for that. Thanks, Brian.
0: At Winning Edge Investments, our team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters review the data, crunch the figures, assess the best betting opportunities and deliver them to your phone via our app and your email inbox in real time so you profit. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com. Look at our membership options, make your choice, and enter the promo code PODCAST to receive a special 25% discount on your first membership just for listening. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T in capital letters for a 25% ongoing discount on your first membership. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments.